What we're trying to do a lot, first of all, is this kind of communication. I think that we're trying to to build community. We're trying to be in different channels. We we even open our own Slack channels that people can integrate for and share their thoughts. Every time we see someone more active, we communicate with him, do Zoom, send them some stuff. Because in the end of the day, first of all, everyone uses LinkedIn today, right? So it's really difficult to reach people. People, they cannot anymore get messages. That's my personal feeling. They don't want to get any messages from <laughs> no one, right? It's like, leave me alone, right? So um, we suffer from that as everyone else. But what we really try to do is create value. I think that maybe the best tip I can give my two cents, stop trying to sell to people. And the venture capital should understand it also. Leave the customer alone. Meet Vladi Sandler, the co-founder and CEO at Lightspin, your next generation cloud solution founder. Vladi believes everyone can bring great ideas, but it's not about the great ideas. It's about the execution. Welcome to our series entitled The I Am Podcast, a podcast about innovation, business, and most importantly, people. In this series, we'll be talking to founders, executives, and various experts about their vision, challenges, best practices, and lessons learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. This podcast is powered by IamOps.io. Optimize your cloud infrastructure and CICD process with IMOPS.io dedicated DevOps team. Check out www.imops.io and get a DevOps team now. Hello, everyone. For today, I am joined by none other than the co-founder and the CEO of Lightspin, Vladi Sandler. Hello, Vladi. Hi. Hi. Thank you for inviting. It's so early. How are you doing? Excellent. That's great. Thank you for joining me today, Vladi, and welcome to the I Am Podcast. Thank you very much. Let's start up with this question. Let's say you are a Techstars 2021. You know, I watched that. So you have 60 seconds to pitch your product. How would you do it? Oh, it's really easy. I think the most important thing to understand that the main unique value proposition people need to know to understand or look on is that the current solutions in the market give you a list of findings, huge amount of data, but you don't know how to prioritize it. Everyone talking about visibility, but what do you do when you need to get all these findings or data and take some decision about it? What is urgent, what's important, what is false positive? And that's what Lightspin do. Lightspin give you the red glass so the attackers that can show you the way that attackers your cloud environment. Using that, we can prioritize your findings and give you simple mitigation, including the infrastructure as they call themselves. So the key is prioritize. Okay, you wrote an article on Forbes, right, about cloud security. Could you share some highlights mm -hmm. as to why proactive cloud security matters for organizations? It's a really good point. So <clears throat> first of all, we see more and more that the DevOps get more and more power in the organization. And we see that the organizations become to be more shifting left. And it's really important point because you have to understand that in in nowadays, as part of the process, once the deployment happened, we are on there, right? Everything about time to market. Now, the proactive approach telling you the following thing. I want to detect all your issues before something happened. 
by design, by our nature, we prefer to implement some runtime protection solutions, right? Like EDR, doesn't matter, or workload protection, CWPP. But when I try to explain the differentiation between the runtime protection and proactive, I always use a practical use case. Let's assume your home. In your home, I will tell you that you don't have a dog. Option number one, you will go and you will buy a dog in case someone will try to steal from you. Option number two, you will go and buy a dog. Same approach on proactive. When deployment happen, we map all your problems. We prioritize for you them. All the misconfigurations, over risky permissions, CVEs, clearance credentials, just name it as one contextual approach. Spotlight only the most important one and help you to mitigate them before something happen. So that's part of the things that we wrote about on this Forbes article because we see more and more from feedback from the market that that's actually the expectation from the market. They have too many tools, too many noise, too many white noise. They need a help to clean the noise, find what is critical and help to mitigate it before something happens. The next step is the shifting left of this approach. It's other article we talked about why shifting left is important. And everything started by that, that I had a conversation with one CISO mm -hmm. and he really loved our solution. And I asked him, I have a question. If we will do the same magic during the build process, not the deployment, is it will be better or not? And he told me it would be amazing because once the deployment happened at the CISO, I have a problem. He doesn't matter if it's a penetration testing or automating tools that will do some CSPM detection. In the end of the day, if you show me critical finding, I have to go to my DevOps and convince them that they need to stop, fix, and do new deployment, which is a really tough job. But if you can do this magic you can do today during the build process, you can fail the build, right? And it's in the nature of the CACD to fail the build. It can be for thousands of reasons. So it's much more, it's much acceptable to do that and easier to do it this way. And that's actually, I think, the main point we're trying to explain to the world that we need to start to think different. The move to the cloud, the shifting left, the digital transformation force us to understand that we cannot act from security perspective and IT asset management perspective as we did on the on-premise environments. Different rules, right? Same organization. So we need to understand that we need to be more agile, more scale, and find the easy way to do the complicated stuff. So what pain point or how did this idea come about? I mean, is this something that you experienced before or you found in the society or industry? So for for the last certain you say both I and Orazazar, the CTO and the co-founder, we we did penetration testing and offensive security in general. Mm -hmm. I think for the last uh, 10 years we do offensive cloud security. In our last position, um, we did a lot of assessments for Volkswagen. They have a really big cloud environment and, and we get crazy. I mean, from one side, it was really easy to penetrate. From our other side, it was really difficult to mitigate and build the right design expected. And 
we, not only in Volkswagen. And after we left there, we gave some services to other places like SAP and like eToro. And uh, every time it was the same story. We used the offensive approach to damage and really fast damage. Account takeover was a really easy stuff. But when you try to fix it, it was a really complicated issue. When you talk to the people, you even see it's more complicated than you saw that. When you start to see what the vendors today, the, the market today can provide you with, most of the solutions gave you the same list of compliance, which is not really relevant for the needs. And then we understood, we actually know the methodology, the perspective and the approach that no one have today. And if we will take it and make it to be a product, we can take it to the next step, to the next generation of the solutions. And that's exactly what we did. Okay. I think Sukhoi said once about it, that the best entrepreneurs are people who are trying to solve their own problems. So that's what we do. Talk to us about your market. Like who do you offer your product solution to? We are now working a lot on the messaging and one of the main points we tell everyone, we know how to bridge between the DevOps and the security. Because in the end of the day, the target buyer is the CISO. He has the budget. But it's interesting because when you start a POC, you need the DevOps <clears throat> for the basic thing just to integrate to the environment, right? We are agentless solution, but having said that, you still need the DevOps. And, and we see even more. We see that, okay, the CISO want to buy. His security engineer is going to be the end user who will use the platform. But once the security engineer will open a ticket in the system, like Jira ticket, now the responsibility is moved to the DevOps. So when we, a successful POC for us is a POC when the CISO security engineer and the DevOps are involved. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time when the DevOps and the security engineer are satisfied, they asking from the CISO to buy. And that's another thing that we work really hard to understand that we don't want that some management just take a decision by light beam. I want to know that the people who really use the platform would be satisfied from the platform and will ask to buy the style sneak approach. So Regarding your journey, the fundraising experience, that part, you said the most important thing in fundraising is defining your KPI. So could you share a little bit further about that? Yeah, I, I um, it's an it's a really good point. So I really like this question, by the way. Um, what is interesting about fundraising, in my perspective, is to understand that a lot of time venture capitals is running the same uh, bus. Uh, break one million dollar ARR, we're expecting one million dollar ARR, stuff like that. But I even know companies who have one million dollar ARR didn't succeed to raise. And when we started, we understood that first of all, we will uh, once we will raise the seed that we did from IBEX investors we will use the $4 million to develop deep technology. Now, if you invest most of your budget in development of deep technology, you understand that it come on front of the beautiful product and uh, the business, right? So, so we only started to sell on 2021 in great achievement. Almost every month we just sign another customer, which is really good news for Lightspeed. But having that, what we did, we built KPIs, which were oriented technology, product, and product market fit, in this case, business. So using that, even so, 
I, I didn't been on one million dollar ARR as most of the venture capitals expected. We have less, but I succeed to show them that okay, there is deep technology. Customers love it and need it. No one sees something like that, right? And they have revenue. They have enough customers for reference and due diligence to prove it. And now using the round day budget, all they need to do is just to scale the business machine. That's exactly what we're doing now. Excellent. So you said achievements. Yes, I, I saw on LinkedIn, like you're growing fast with all the achievements and awards. Could you share your failures or challenges that you have encountered so far? Wow, there's a lot of challenges. Um, I think it is the combination of a um, couple of them. Uh, one of the challenges is then, then even now I think about which is really important to share with is the new challenge of, of the communication. I mean, because of the COVID-19, we have to work remotely. You don't have real personal uh, contact with people. Everything's resume much more difficult, in my opinion, to sell like that or build a, a healthy company. I have to take VP sales that I never met him before. So it's one point that's really important to understand. Hiring. It's difficult to hire nowadays people when sometimes you don't see them, sometimes you are, right? And, and you need to understand how to work together in more hybrid world. Um, technology also, I mean, we invested a lot of in the product, in the technology. But now we're investing more on build the tiny maturity until the end of the queue will be fully enterprise-based mature product because you cannot do everything, right? So that's something that we're investing in now. I think it's the main challenges, in, in my opinion, and that's really important to talk of. Um, yeah, I think so. I want to build up on communication. That's really interesting part. So yes, the new normal because of this COVID, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So what else, or what are the tips that you can give your fellow co-founders? How do you check them out? <clears throat> what we're trying to do a lot, first of all, is this kind of communication. I think that we're trying to, to build community. We're trying to be in different channels. We, we even open our own Slack channels that people can integrate for and shares of thoughts. Every time we see someone more active, we communicate with him, do Zoom sending some stuff because in the end of the day first of all everyone uses linkedin today right so it's really difficult to reach people people they cannot anymore get messages that's my personal feeling they don't want to get any messages from <laughs> no one right it's like leave me alone right so um we suffer from that as everyone else but what we really try to do is create value i think that maybe the best tip I can give my two cents, stop trying to sell to people. And, and the venture capital should understand it also. Leave the customer alone. You need to build value. We call it value-oriented sales. I always, my all my sales deck always starting with that. Only if I will show you value and you will like it, let's talk about the price. If you want, I will leave you alone. And because even if I will succeed to sell you, next year you will you will leave me alone and you will take other window. I need to understand that I give you value-oriented sales. Same story about reaching people. I think that even when we we met, I gave some value, you gave some value. You need to know how to pass better messages, better content, better uh, webinars, even better 
uh, podcast. Every time you succeed to do some some sessions that can give someone some value, and I always said it to everyone, not because of the sales, just because it's the right way to build a community. If someone needs some help, please feel free to contact me by my email, LinkedIn, doesn't matter what. Wow. I hear your podcast, I saw that, I would love to talk. And using that, you can build community. Using that, you can get credibility. And only then, if you get from the other side, the other side of the Zoom, really interested in what you're trying to talk about and sell him, then start to sell. And it's maybe the most important thing. And the, even more than that, we try to always be grateful to people who try to help us back. I think it's not a bad thing. We, we have one good friend nowadays, never met him, amazing person from New York, sales guy, doesn't work, even didn't work for me. But he makes some introductions just because he believes in Lightspeed. We just send him Amazon gift card. Again, never met him, but he really appreciated. You know, it was like the Christmas time. We send him nice gift card, not because I want him to continue to sell, but really to tell them thank you for that, that you find some time to help me in something. So I, I hope those two cents can help to our audience. Of course, of course. Yes. I was listening to tech stars and you know the give first attitude the mindset yeah i like that like okay i won't sell i will just provide value do you have a personal mantra vladi i know you guys get uh, things done very quickly but do you have that something you tell yourself mm -hmm. every day to be the best that you are first of all is is to enjoy what you're doing uh, a lot of time when people tell me i want to open a startup my First question is why, <laughs> okay? So if someone wants to do that because he wants to be rich, don't do that. I recommend you to go to work for Microsoft or Palo Alto, probably will get more money. Um, I really enjoy that. That's in my blood, it's part of my life. So we work really hard, but I really enjoy to be entrepreneur. But um, when I was younger, I had a chance to be on a lecture of the CEO and founder of Waze, the navigator application. And, and he said, when you wish upon a star, doesn't matter who you are. And since then, I really remember the sentence really strongly. And that's part of my life because I never been a big CEO, big manager, business, businessman, everyone who will see on my LinkedIn page. I was been a technical guy in my last position. I was team leader before even less than that. But it doesn't matter if you really believe in something you're doing and you think it's the next thing and that's what will satisfy you. You will do better results probably and starvation. I always love people with starvation for success. We build this kind of company. Everyone who we bring to the board are those kind of people. Another thing that push me forward all the time is that we succeed to build a gender balanced company. Mm -hmm. We work really, really hard for that. We have 50% female in the R&D, which is really cool stuff. Even our head of research, she's a female and she's the best. I think you cannot find better researchers than she's in the world, in my personal opinion. Wow. So we work on it and that's my mantra. That's what caused me wake up in the morning with a smile and know that I do something in the right way. How is that? I mean, with the gender equality thing, how is that managing 50% men, 50% women? A lot of time, especially for marketing, people contact us and ask, how do you do that? Okay. 
you cannot just wake up in the morning and say, okay, since tomorrow we will be, I don't know, half percent men, half percent female, or I don't know, half percent Chinese, half percent Americans. It doesn't work like this. You, you need to really build it from day one. You need to understand that it is the core of the company. And I think even when it wasn't exactly like that, when, when we have some female consulting, we use it as an example. When we start to hire the first employees, we show them and tell them that that's what we want to build. In our core team, we had two developers, men to uh, women, and then we start to use it and we brought more. And then even one of the developers brought her friend, right? So and important to mention that everyone who is in the, on the board are superstars. I really appreciate every one of them. I think they're really great developers, really great experts, everyone in their domain. So we just continue to work on it and pushing that everywhere and talk about it everywhere that everyone will know that Lightspin is gender balanced company. This is now that, podcast now that, people know that. So it's helped us better to bring more opportunities from both sides of the, of the gender. So it's a hard work, but you need to do it like, you need to maintain it. You need to do it ongoing. Be intentional. Or do you have a crazy story that happened since you founded Lightspin? First of all, I think the point that we succeed to, you know, to raise during the COVID, it's a crazy stuff. I mean, when, when we raised, no one been, no one get a check at all. It was like in the start of the epidemic. In Israel, everything been closed, which is really cool stuff. I, I think bigger stories in raising funds is that we had a chance to work like big Fortune 500 company, and no one understand how it's happened. I mean, we uh, we get an opportunity to get the PO, okay, for paid POC, and then like seven months after we start the POC with one of the biggest financial organizations in the United States, and even people inside the organization ask, who the fuck is Lifeskin? So it was really funny to see that, that when you really want to do something and you're pushing enough, you succeed. But I think it's the combination of the things. I think it's the story of Lightspin, it's the ability that we're no one from nowhere, just two guys that brought a good idea based on our experience, hands on people that decide to really build something new. And even so crazy periods in our history of the human being, we just raised the found year after we succeed to raise our A and work really hard for that. So I, I think it is the, the crazy story, it's the story of Lightspeed. Thank you for sharing. Okay, now, well, time is really fast, but please share with us some important lessons that will help budding entrepreneurs or your fellow founders, startup founders, or any best practices. In my opinion, first of all, you always need to even we start from the team, you know, it's maybe the, the first tip I can give to everyone who want to open a, a startup. Remember that the entrepreneurs are like a family. It's like a wedding. It's real wedding. Okay. So choose them wisely and don't afraid to do an interview. Um, it's a really good tip in my opinion that if someone tell you, let's do a start, we have an idea, you and me, right? Let's do, I don't know, green bubbles. And then the next question will be, okay, what you would you like to do and what I would like to do, right? So let's say you tell me, I want to be the CTO. Why? How? Which experience you coming with, right? How, can, how do I know that you can really deliver that? Because everything is about the team. Everyone can bring great ideas, but the point is not about the ideas. 
about the execution. In order to do good execution, you need to be the right team. So don't afraid to interview your entrepreneurs. People like interview people for being employment employing the company, right? Like developer or something and asking for reference call. But when talking about it, entrepreneurs, no one interviews them. Just, okay, let's do it together. That's why a lot of time teams crash down after that. So I think it's really important tip. And when you do that in the right way, VCC is also. When you come to the VC and say, okay, it's a really strong team. They have more intense to invest in this kind of team. Maybe another important tip for entrepreneurs is that always do product market fit. I'm a really big believer that you need to build a healthy company. In order to build a healthy company, you need to always have a good idea, do a product market fit for this idea, probably do some POC, design partner style. And the most important, never raise too much money. That's my opinion. Because when you raise too much money, that is not in your milestone. And I know now that it's a little bit easier to get more budget than you're expecting. The opposite of this point is it milestones. Your milestones become to be bigger, more complicated, difficult to deliver. So better chance to get a down round, something that no one wants to find in his life. So that's my maybe main tips for entrepreneurs. Nice. Okay. What should we look forward to, to lifespan? Um, we always say that 2022 will be our day, day year of the journey. We do a lot of to do for that. Um, we investing now like a half year, both for business and the product to bring it to there. So uh, from product point of view, uh, we still don't talk about it, but there will be some surprises in the next release. We're going to bring some capabilities to the market, more to DevOps oriented that no one have today. From business, we really trying to, to map our uh, market in and give better value. So we're investing a lot of effort with current customers and potential to understand better how can we even optimize the value we give them. So the sales cycle will be easier, simple, and, and more relevant to the our time, to our total valuable market. So I think 2022 will be super, uh, super year for us. Good luck. Good luck. The, what's that? I, I read in the LinkedIn page, the next cloud security unicorn. Cheers to that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so please complete, this is going to be my last question. Please complete this statement. I'm Vladi, your blank founder. Next generation cloud solution. Right. The market leader solution, for sure. That's what we want to build. Next generation solution that will be a real market leader. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Thank you very much for all those insights that you shared, the best practices, you know, the tips for budding entrepreneurs. I got so much value. Thank you, Vladi. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Make sure to check out www.imops.io if you want to know more about us. Subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified every time we post a new video. Thank you and you have a great day.